Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the facets of a magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back with a card to talk about another concept. This is part two in our conversation that we had earlier. And I welcome you to listen to her first part one conversation and talk about gaining the courage and confidence to try. And in this segment or episode, we're going to be talking about against all odds. And you know, one of the things I talk about in my podcast is about there's three different directions we can move in. And when we're living our lives and moving down life's adventures, and there's certain experiences that allow us to float. Maybe we need to float and just kind of see the surrounding area that we're in and what's going on. Other times we need to be on a trampoline. And we need to bounce and see a higher perspective about things and where the soul is trying to go and head. And on the third one is that sometimes we need to be on a skateboard. But on that skateboard, we're actually slowing things down and we keep on moving and not being scathed by the situation we're finding ourselves in. But we're slowing enough to see what we need to see so we can make the choices that need to be made. Those are the three types of areas that I sometimes talk about what the soul is meaning of. So when we're talking about today uh, against all odds, I'll be talking about that a little bit. Jakara, to introduce herself. Awesome. Yes, Jakara Rivera here. I help women to working women balance their lives so they can advance at work as well as parent guilt-free. And that's super important in a world where we have so many hats on and we're trying to balance it all. So I, within my speaking and my coaching, um, I help folks in that area, give them some success strategies so we can build up. And I'm excited about the conversation today because odds do come against us. So how do we overcome those? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tell me again, some qualities and what you've learned and garnered from different experiences that you've had that really hits that concept against all odds. So odds are challenges, obstacles that come our way. The one that hit first and foremost for me was being a teen mom, having a child at 16 years old in the middle of high school, having dreams and goals and not being able to, or feeling that I wasn't going to be able to fulfill those those goals at all. Um, But odds are all different. They're all over the place, right? I mean, heartache, when you have that first breakup and you just knew you was in love and everything was going to happen beautifully mm, and things don't work out, sometimes you can look back and realize, man, I'm glad I was saved from that. (laughs) It's not until that hindsight that we can see that necessarily. Um, So when odds come, we have to, we are really looking at, hey, I've overcome things before and it's normally for the good. And even if I can't see the good yet, being able to to really say, hey, there's good that's gonna come out of this. It's probably a good thing that this thing has passed me or I didn't get that promotion or I didn't end up with that person or that I had a baby at 16. Sometimes we, we look at life and we just get stuck that this is 
the worst thing possible, but what is it that we see for ourselves after is important too. And yeah, and one of the things that you really nicely kind of are commenting on is this kind of how do we look at things and, and how we go about looking at things does impact us in what direction the decisions that we make and the thoughts that we have and the feelings and the reactions that go on. And so if we can look at it from a higher level, it's like on that trampoline bouncing, seeing the higher level of what is this trying to help me to see that I, and if I didn't get that promotion, maybe it's for a reason. Maybe at a soul level, it's like your soul saying, mm, you don't know, but down the road a year from now, you're not going to like this. <laughs> you know? And so it ends up, you know, that life is trying to move you in a different direction. Sometimes we resist that, but we're not asking the key question about what's happening. Is there something else you want me to see? Is there something greater that you want me to do? You're talking mm -hmm. to your inner self, your higher self, those questions, so that it allows you to be anchored and saying, okay, I didn't get it. I'm not disappointed, surely, but I know that my faith, my uh, I am presence, higher source, has a greater something for me. If not this, then something better, Lord, as the saying goes. Sometimes it's a direction that we have to take ourselves in as opposed to being crumbled by feeling as if, wow, I must be not worthy or it must not be right for me or maybe it's not right for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's why you didn't get it. And so when you walk up a, a spiritual path or a faith-based path, it means that you know that God is also walking with you. Mm -hmm. and trying to guide and help you through your life experiences. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that most people who don't have that, that thought or wherewithal to, to know that we all have spirit, soul inside of us, that we're just wor working through this fleshly thing, that we don't see that. We end up, instead of being on that trampoline, as you share, we just let life hit us and knock us down. And, and it's so well, you know, that we go back to the, the never works for me. I never, because you're looking at yourself that you're the only one that's a part of this journey, that your ideas, your thoughts are the only ones that are there. But until you look inside, mm -hmm. until you search your soul, then you know that there's much more out of, outside of you that can help determine what's best for you in that future. And having those self-reflection moments are super important because when you don't, you'll just keep making these ideas based on life experience only and not on intuition, not on soul, not based on, hey, there's an inner knowing or an outer knowing that there's something out, outside of me that's going to help guide to the next steps and the next inspired steps that I may need to take. Um, so mm -hmm. I love the idea of the trampoline because it is, it's how do I see much bigger? And when you live a, have a faith-based life, I think you are a little more optimistic in life because you know that this is not the end. This, this thing that happened is not the final chapter <laughs> or it may yeah. end this chapter, but it's going to open up another one, right? So there's always something more that we can look forward to and keep the, that optimistic look out on outlook of life is, I think is important when we look at the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love what you said, it, because there is kind of that spiritual focus or the awareness of that, of faith, that whatever that faith may be for you, you have something that you're holding to that is greater than yourself. And that you know that God is molding you, you know, mm -hmm. and helping you to be your best self. And just because we went through that experience, and maybe you had to go through the experience for whatever reason, and there are many possible reasons, but you know even though on the outer, you don't quite know, but the inner, you know, God wouldn't let me go through this if I didn't have to go through this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we go through certain experiences because of the choices we make. 
And so those choices, God says, okay, you know, this is, you know, what you want to experience, but I'm always there with you. I'm always going to try to guide you. I'm always going to try to help you because God loves us. And sometimes we feel as if, like you said in the first episode, my mother loved me. And I felt that love for her when I became pregnant. And that was so comforting to me. And so even, you know, with life experiences that go awire, they don't go the way we want. We have to pull down the fact that God is with me. God loves me. Because what happens is people get to the other side and just say, oh, switch and say, how could you have this happen to me? You know, why did this happen to me? Yeah. And, and it's like, no, we live in a planet of free will and we had free will to make choices. And so we have to be aware of that, that God can say, I'm going to swoop in and, and save you. He said, but did you ask me to? Mm. <laughs> free will, the call compels the answer. You didn't ask. <laughs> yeah. You didn't ask for my advice. It's like our soul. You didn't ask, my, ask for me to step up and help in any way. And in fact, sometimes you don't even know I'm here. <laughs> I'm in the back, I'm the basement, I'm in the attic, I'm not in the house, you know, the major part of the house of who you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. It reminds me of a, a formula that I learned, Jack Canfield, who wrote the Success Principles and many of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, um, he, um, where I first learned E plus R equals O. So the events that happen in our lives, plus our response to those events equals our outcome. Um, a lot of times events come, odds come, things that, you know, it rains today or um, we win the lottery, <laughs> whatever it might be, there's an event that may happen to you, but it's your response that will determine your outcome. We can't change every event that comes our way, right? And it's not until we take 100% responsibility for our lives that say, you know what, how am I going to master my thoughts to be able to uh, again, we talked about it could be a disempowering thoughts and questions or why did it have to rain today? Why did my mother have to die? Why did I lose my house in this financial turmoil? And if we stay there, then the outcomes we're going to get again, what you focus on is what you get. Then you're going to start seeing more financial turmoil. You'll start seeing that everyone's dying around you. You'll start seeing that it's always bad weather versus, you know what? I'm not sure why my mother died and I'm going to grieve and I have to go through that. It's okay not to be okay, but I trust that um, I can learn from the life lessons that she put down for me, or I'm going to do the exact opposite of what she did, depending upon the story that you might have, right? That will change your outcome because now you see life differently. Now that um, I can focus on more empowering questions or take the time to self-reflect, my outcome will change. Because a lot of people go through the same things. There's some teen moms that were in my pregnant class, as we called it in high school, who didn't graduate, who went to night school, and that's all. They didn't go back to go to school and get any further education or training. And they're working a, a menial job and they just, that's all I can do. That's all I was told I could do. And that's what I focused on. Mm-hmm. So their response to the event of having a child as a teenager was different than mine. And we have different results. So a lot of the things that we, we do, like you said, that, that response, did you check in with yourself? Did you align yourself with spirit? Did you, are you looking at life in a bigger perspective so that your outcomes will be different? So one plus one equals two. If you want four, the only thing you can change is your response. The way you look at things, the way you think about things and your behavior will change your outcome. Um, And if you want a better outcome, change your response. Exactly. And it hits so well with what we're talking about today. And that's against all odds. Mm -hmm. So the part of the, the against part is for God part. When we're for, for God, then the odds don't really matter what the odds are. 
because we're always going to be for God. And so whatever's going on in our world and whatever's happening for us, we know we're anchored in the God principle, the soul principle, the higher self principle. And so we can, as you said, have the optimism to know that this experience doesn't define me. It helps to grow me. Mm. Beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about too, because one of the things, and some of this is what we're talking about, really ties into the financial turmoil you had at one point in your life and how it was against all odds in, mm-hmm. you know, in some regards. Is that fair to say? Yes, very much so. It, it's one of those, I went to school, got a bachelor's degree in finance, got my master's in business um, administration, working in the finance field. I've really felt that I should know better. Right. I've got all the tools. I've got education, training. Um, I do it for a living with my uh, corporate job. So when I think it was around 2008, 2009, you know, world went there, America went through a recession and I got swept up with everyone else <laughs> and had to short sell my house. We were in the middle of moving. So I was renting a house, uh, selling one. It was, it was crazy. And I just could not keep up with it all. And I felt so defeated. I felt, and being vulnerable here, cause it took me a while to even uh, mention this out loud <laughs> mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I felt that I should know better. And if I tell people that my finances were in a rough, uh, were in a rough patch and I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be helping them with their finances, Oh, that hit my ego really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I learned from that, that we all, you know, the decisions that we make, we think they're good at one point and they don't work out for us or the event that happened, the recession, I wasn't prepared for. And I just had to be able to stand in that and be truthful with myself that I was not prepared for that. And the response I needed to, to come away from is, you know, that happened to me and it took a few years to overcome because a lot of things start hitting your credit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> when it comes to finances, yeah. I had to take a long-term view that it's not going to get better overnight. But now that I know better, even though I take that back, I already knew better. Now that I'm going to do better, I know that it'll take time to get there. And mm-hmm. I think we, as we go through odds that come and we may get the foresight or the insight that I know what to do to do better, But we need to also give ourselves grace that you're not alone. You're not the only one that's made a mistake or messed up or learned from it. Um, And it's going to take time. Give yourself the grace that it's not, it may not be an overnight fix, that your your outcome will take time to get to. So I believe that when we give ourselves the grace and be vulnerable and be honest, take the sting out of it. Don't try to hide it. (laughs) You know, maybe share with some trusted people because Mm -hmm. when you're, you know, you go back to your CCJ, right? Where the Mm -hmm. criticism, we start criticizing ourselves, condemning and judging. And then we don't want to be open and honest with others. But the more that, when I started opening up about it, I realized I wasn't the only one. There's others that knew better and and fell into the trap. and, And now we all, we can work out life together and life is always better together it's always easier to journey with someone so being able to get myself off the pedestal that girl you're not perfect sit down somewhere (laughs) be vulnerable be open and give yourself grace to overcome these odds and know that it'll take time but it'll come you know change will come that's wonderfully said. There's so rich, so much richness in what you were saying there. You know, one of the thoughts that came to my mind was this kind of, when you talked about the rough patch that you're, you had gone through, and, and either you could go the avenue of the ego, and the ego says, don't tell anybody, 
<laughs> girl, you didn't do it right. You know, they're not going to like you. No one's, you're not going to have any more business on and mm-hmm. on and on. And this is what the ego persona does. And he wants to have a good image. You got to have the best image, yeah. you know, out there. Uh, and the reality is, is, is that when we are more vulnerable, and that vulnerability opens it up, like you're saying, the openness to it allows us to share our story. People connect with us in ways that we would have never thought about because it allows us them to see we can make mistakes and we can be in rough patches too mm-hmm. and that take place. And it's okay. The event mm-hmm. doesn't define me. It helps to be, like I said, one of my analogies, be the skateboard. You're on the skateboard, you're traveling, you're not going too fast, but you're observing, you're looking, and you're being aware of what you're learning from the experience and how you need to turn a little bit different way to move in a different way from that experience. But you're not getting off the skateboard. You keep on moving through the experience. So it doesn't make you feel like you're going to get stuck, but you mm-hmm. and you don't have to. Uh, and so that's the beauty of what the soul wants to know is like, don't get me stuck here, you know, because, you know, we're on the skateboard together. Mm-hmm. And we keep moving through this and learn from it and grow from it and see the beauty in it and see some gems that come from it yes. that, you know, are like sparkling diamonds and rubies, you know, that we can be able to say, wow, it was rough, truly, but I garnered, I garnered so much from that experience. And it makes me more of who I am today. And yes. it makes me more aware of how I need to maybe coach others, you know, mm-hmm. who are in a similar situation or, or rough spots that they're experiencing financially in their lives. Mm-hmm. Very true. And and I even take the, the same thought is with our, our kids. And I learned this with my oldest daughter. My son, he wasn't a big talker, you know, but my oldest daughter, she would just tell me everything. What's going on in school? What's going on with the boys? What's going on with everything? And she would then tell me, mom, you just don't understand. You've never, you've never had a boyfriend. You've never lived life. You don't know what true love. Oh, she would just assume because I was very, I would grew up in the household where you didn't talk about your business. As a parent, I, you don't need to know my business. I just tell you what to do. <laughs> so she felt like she was being so open with me and my conversations back to her were very sterile, were very, okay, this is what you do to overcome that. And it wasn't until I became open and vulnerable to tell her, oh no, I've had heartbreak. Oh, I've had a, you know, made some bad decisions and, or here's what I did, you know, in my life and gave her the details behind it. I always felt that, okay, she's a child. She's only 13, 15. She didn't need to know all that. But when I, again, take my ego out that I'm supposed to be perfect in my kid's eyes and mm-hmm. tell them uh, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm don't do things right. I don't always make the right decision. I don't always know the answer. I may pretend like I do. So I had mm-hmm. to be, I had to remove that and then say, let's, let's be real here. I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> When I was a teenager, and here's the examples that I can give you and and learn from that, learn from my mistakes so you don't have to make them, Um, but also that to be vulnerable enough that, you know, as a, as a person, I'm not perfect and don't come to me assuming that I am. And I think I had that persona for a little while too, um, with the kids that I felt like I had to know every answer. I had to know exactly what to say, um, but it wasn't until the vulnerability happened, right, that I was able to connect in a deeper way with my own kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're hitting something that a lot of parents think is that they've got to be perfect. And there's no textbook. <laughs> there's not a textbook you can read that allows you to know, oh, this is what you do in this situation. This is what you do in this situation. Right. And it's trial by fire sometimes. All the time. <laughs> I was you know, on fire. Um, but the goodness of it is, is that you want the best for your child and you're wanting to have, have a greater sense of grace to self, grace to them. 
as well as an openness and vulnerability yeah. to share. And yes, I don't think parents need to show every detail of what's going right. on in their right. worlds, but if it's instructive and helps them to, the child to understand, there's yeah. some power in that because they realize, oh, that happened to you? Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I can get, so, and you ask me to do that a little bit differently, whatever that is, then you get, and, and then it clicks in their mind say, yeah, I can do that differently. I can see yeah. why I need to do that differently or how it can be helpful to me. You know, exactly. Which yeah. is the learning process that which all collective or nuclear or blended, whatever type of family you have is learning from each other. And, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of having the matrix of a family that you yeah. can be able to learn from each other as well. Agreed. So the last piece about this is, is in terms of in our conversation about against all odds, we never think about how the soul has to be always against odds. Mm. The soul is always as if you never pay attention to me. You never acknowledge me. So how do I get your attention? And we mm. never think about it. You know, the soul is trying to get our attention. So our soul is trying to get our attention to the experience that happened to us. And then it gives us inspiration about how to navigate differently. And you realize, huh, I didn't think about that. It's like, like out of the blue, it comes, you know, it's like, you know, I say out of the blue, it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can do it that way. But where did the inspiration come from? It actually came from your soul, your inner self, your higher self, that it came. And we don't realize that the soul is against all odds because we have so many distractions too out here in the world that's always pulling us externally that the soul says, please, I'm in a desert right now. Give me some water, please. Give me something to drink. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It tries to help us by giving the inspiration, the intuition, and that recognition and acknowledgement and some of the word you used earlier, the grace. So we can have enough space and grace then the soul starts to perk up and just say, oh, you're willing to hear me a little bit more. You're willing to take mm-hmm. more quiet time or still time, reflective time, because that's when the soul is able to speak to us. Thoughts about that? Ooh, is this floating, Dr. Judith? Is this when we sit and we're like, okay, soul, what do you have yes. to say? I'm listening. I'm all ears. I'm still, I'm removing the distractions. So again, the importance of the stillness, the importance of checking in and making it a, a habit, whether daily, weekly. So for me, like I said, I, I, I know the importance, but I don't always schedule it. I don't always make it a, a habit to check in. And I think I'm definitely a scheduler. So I may need to be 6 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Let me schedule my check-in. Hello, soul. (laughs) I think this is definitely floating. This is where we need to be so we can get those inspirations. And 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 when we get them, we we can register them. We recognize them because sometimes we get them and like, where did that come from? Or we hear them and don't take action. I think that's the other issue is we, we get these inspirations out of the blue in the shower and we don't take action. So number one, check in to get the inspiration. Check two, or step two, take action on whatever you're hearing. How true. Because when we get the inspiration, we think, oh no, I can do it later. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you need to do it now for a reason. And that's why it's yeah. like when you're driving, it's telling you, take this exit. You know, you can't take it later. You're gonna miss it. And then you you landed up in all this traffic, and now you're stuck there for an hour. And that you had an appointment that was a half hour ago. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so the more that we can trust that inspiration and that soul prompting that's going on, the more we're in listening grace, and therefore the more that we're willing to navigate in different ways, knowing that 
we have the right voice that is speaking to us. We know mm. that voice now because it's our soul. And whatever image you want, and I say this in, in other episodes, whatever image you want for that soul, for yourself, some, and mine is a white light. You know, other, it may be a teddy bear, teddy bear, or for others, it may be something more inspirational for them, nature, some aspect of nature. And that's whatever it may be, but you're trying to figure a way to connect. Just as you were saying in earlier conversations, the first episode, part one, about communication being so important, we also communication with our soul is is, is just as important. Agreed. Mm -hmm. So any last comments to this part two that we're doing right now on um, looking at all against all odds? No, I love that. I just wanted, wanted to add to your last statement, being able to recognize the voice. I have a friend, she says her voice is a, a sister girl on the corner, like, girl, you know better. Let me tell you what to do. That's her voice. So anytime she hears that, she knows, oh, soul is speaking, spirit is speaking. Let me, let me act right. So I love the idea of recognizing the voice. And the more you tap in, the more you'll hear that voice and you'll know when it comes. So people say, trust your gut, know your instinct. If you've not tapped in, you don't know what voice is, is yours. You yes. may think you're, you might be hearing social media. You might be hearing, you know, your parents when you were three, you could be hearing your own negative thoughts. But when you tap in and you start hearing, then you'll know that voice. I think I'd leave the audience with that is tap in enough that you know it when you hear it and then take action immediately. So know your voice. Yes. I love that. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Akar. It's been a delightful having this part two conversation with you. And there has been so much information that has been shared in our discussions that we've had. And I, I really hope our seekers will be able to go and listen to part one as they're listening to this part two, if they listen to part two first. So how they may, how may they reach you if they want to reach out to you and connect? Oh, I love it. So a gift for your, your seekers is please contact me at jacararivera.com forward slash confidence. Um, I truly believe when we get the confidence and we build that, that we can continue to make connections in our lives and continue to become better versions of ourselves. So once you go there, jacararivera.com forward slash confidence, you'll see my socials. You'll be able to contact me for further conversations and get a quick guide on boosting your confidence. Excellent. And again, against all odds, when your soul is with you, it's not against the odds at all. It's actually connected to something greater than yourself, making you more powerful and having a more meaningful and joyful life. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Master in Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.